Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How you doing? <laughs> you have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? We ate 50 before we nursed. Oh, listen, Labernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. All right, welcome back to the Barbecue Central Show live on a Tuesday night. My name is Steve Ray, and I am hosting the show. Let me turn this off. For Greg Rempe, who is traveling back to Cleveland after a little family outing and uh, safe travels to Greg. I want to appreciate everybody joining us. You can follow me on Instagram, Owl's Nest Barbecue, on Facebook, Owl's Nest Barbecue, and let's see, did I say Instagram, Owl's Nest Barbecue, Facebook? And that's about it. Al's Nest Barbecue on all the uh, social media. Give me a hit up. I'd appreciate that very much if you would do that. Uh, I own a service station in Ultawa, Tennessee, a real old-fashioned mom-and-pop service station next door to my service station. I've got a barbecue supply store, barbecue uh, supply store, the Al's Nest Barbecue Supply. The reason we call it Al's Nest because Ultawa is an old Indian word. It means... Resting Owl, hence the name Owl's a Nest. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to my friend uh, David Bosca. Is we, we highlight David's rubs and sauces at our barbecue supply store. And we're gonna we're getting a few more in before a, for a nice little a nice little uh, selection. But David has been our number one supplier now for almost a year that we've been in this. And folks, I'm going to tell you if you've got a supply store, if you've got a a section of your of your mom and pop grocery store or whatever, you you owe it to yourself to um, give David a call, uh, Butcher Barbecue, or or hit him up on uh, line or on his uh, his web page and buy some of his products and um, and and you'll sell them. They they sell fantastic. People love him. He's got what I like about David's. He's got an enormous amount of products. And it's kind of a one-stop shop. You know, he's got injectors that he gives you for free when you buy the injection. He sends you your injectors free. He has the bottles that you can mix the injection. You can buy from him. You can even buy twine. You can buy knives from David. He's kind of a, a real neat stop for the barbecue supply business. And, you know, it's nice to be able to hit that one web page and order everything that you want. And the thing is, you can do it too if you're just into competition barbecue, butcherbarbecue.com. You know, David's Rubs won a little, they won a little tournament, a little barbecue tournament uh, last October called the Jack Daniels World Championship. And uh, his grilling addiction rub was on every piece of meat that he turned in. And he walked away with the win at the Jack Daniels. So he is a reigning world champion barbecuer right now. And you can buy the exact same rubs and the exact same sauces that David used to win the Jack Daniels. 
Just simply go to butcherbarbecue.com and you will be able to find everything you need from David Bosca. He's a great guy, uh, very, very uh, reasonable on the shipping. Uh, I, I think I ordered mine. I ordered a huge order here last week. I got it in three days. Three days, the FedEx guy comes whipping in with my product. And it was a good thing, too, because I was just about I was just about out of some things. ButcherBarbecue.com, David Bosca. He's, he's my guy at my store. He sponsors this show. He's been sponsoring this show forever. And he's just a great guy to do business with. And you'll enjoy doing business with David Bosco. Let me tell you real quick. Let's go to the, let's go to the, um, let's see here. We're going to go to this real quick, this little ad. Where did I put that? There it is right there. And then we're going to go to the embedded correspondence. This segment brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring monitoring, or connect via Bluetooth. And if you have Alexa or Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or simply call 816-945-2232 today. Fireboard for your grill. Coming up next, the Embedded Correspondence Live here on the Barbecue Central Show. We'll be right back. Here they are, the embedded correspondence. Hang on just a second, fellas. Let me move this out of Doug's Doug's face so I don't have to listen to that in the morning. All right, there he is. David Huff from Oklahoma. John Solberg from Michigan. And the longest-running embedded correspondent in barbecue central show history, my personal hero, Doug Shiding. What's up, fellas? Good good afternoon. What's up, Steve-O? Oh, doing How you great. Doing, man? Having a big time. Did you see Leanne Whipping? Yes. Is she great not, interview. Is, is, what about Matt? Matt Matt Frampton, the pizza guy. And, and member yeah. of the hot grill on grill action barbecue team. I wish you would have nerded out a little bit yeah. on the youth stuff. I, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. I uh <laughs> You know, I felt, I thought while he was talking about that, I said, 
am I the only one that doesn't know how yeast works? But I've never, I've never cooked. Did you? Yeah, I think you, you are, know? Steve. I think it's, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's like, uh, honestly, it's like if you lived uh, almost 60 years of what you have and you don't know how yeast works, you need to read a book. <laughs> and, and, and he apparently keeps his in a cupboard somewhere in a, in a box that has to be guarded. And so this thing doesn't start crawling out. But Doug Shining from Texas, John Solberg from Michigan, David Huff from Oklahoma, and I'm Steve Ray from Tennessee, and together we are the Embedded Correspondents. Folks, guys, let's get this party started. You know, we, uh, we've had another uh, change in management at KCBS, and, and I'm not going to turn this into a, a KCBS bashing, but um, we're going we're gonna to talk about their challenges, and we're going to talk about some solutions that, that they might have. And, um, and first, Doug, let's start with you from Texas. Doug, because you, I know you're, um, you're heavily involved in the Texas sanctioning uh, body IBCA, and you're also a life member, as I am, of KCBS. Um, Emily Duntweiler is the person's name that is now the new, uh, I guess, the chief uh, operating officer or executive officer. And um, what is your take on the KCBS state of affairs right now? Well, um, I'm actually a life member of three organizations, KCBS being one, IBCA, and Lone Star Barbecue Society. So I'm certainly committed to barbecue. You know, in terms of Emily, um, I'm actually gl glad that they've hired a non-kind of competition type person. I think that is uh, better for the organization. Uh, maybe, you know, we'll think a, a little broader than someone that uh, is, you know, comes from a competition or judging background. So I, I think she's a good hire. She's got a hell of a challenge, I think, in front of her. Um, you know, if we go through some of the problems, uh, financial being one of them, the purchase of that, uh, that building seemed to be a huge mistake. I went and looked at, uh, I was just curious, so I pulled up their Form 990 which is, you know, the the nonprofits, if they make over 50,000, have to file uh, these abbreviated tax returns mm -hmm. that you can pull up. So in uh, the, the one for 2018 wasn't available, but uh, the one for 2016, which I think is the year they bought the building, they lost 10,000 on revenue of about 1.6 million. In 2017, they lost 133,000 on revenue of about 1.7 million. And a lot of that loss was attributed to um, the, the rent factor or occupancy factor almost doubled for them up uh, to about 322000 So um, I, I'll be interested to see how 2018, you know, fares out for them. So I, I think, they, you know, I've heard they had a loss of members, you know, when I did read some of the, you know, the minutes from the board and, and things like that. They've got problems, you know, people talk about the problems with judging. IBCA has problems with, with judging. So, you know, and then uh, they certainly have problems with, uh, with contests, you know. Um, and, you know, not to mention their, their showcase, the American Royal. Last year, they only had 425 teams. I wonder how many they're going to have uh, this year. So if we have a side bet on that, I'll be glad to, to join in on that. But um, um, uh, I think in terms of, you know, the, the new versus experienced judges, I think that needs to be ironed out from a judging, a judging standpoint. Now, in terms of solutions, what in the hell can they do? Um, I think, and I think this is true of all, organizations they need to make all uh, to make all contestants at least members for a day or members for a weekend yeah. you need to be members of the organization i think to to cook and a sanctioned event 
from uh, whether it's KCBS. Maybe that'll bring in a little bit uh, more uh, revenue. I think they need to buy and take over NBBQA. NBBQA has a foundation to really grow and expand the, the, the breadth of barbecue and education, et cetera. It's just poorly implemented as uh, you know, as I've seen the last the last couple of years. So I'd like to see them take over NBBQA um, from a management standpoint. And maybe they need to merge with a you know state cook cook office association to help the leakage or you know um, dwindling contest uh, uh, number of attendees, et cetera, because I think I see a lot of the uh, competition people, or at least some, um, going over to state cookoffs rather than you know hauling their rigs out yeah. and, you know on a Thursday, Friday, and they could just show up on Saturday and and do their thing. So those would be uh, three kind of out of the box type uh, scenarios that I could see to help help their uh, their issues. We'll get back to some of those. John Solberg, what's your take? Well, uh, I'm no longer a member of KCBS. Um, but I'm really glad to see Emily Detweiler take this role. I think coming from a marketing background, I think that's really what they need right now. I don't really understand their current marketing commitment that they have, that they're involved in, but she has a good oversight to move them forward in some direction, I believe. So I'm really excited to see that happen. Um, as far as some of the things that Doug mentioned, I, Doug, you gotta admit, those are some big challenges, trying to merge with NBQ, NBBQA and take those on that's great forward thinking but uh they got you know they got to patch up the holes in the ship right now and i think that uh emily's absolutely the right person in that spot i'm even reconsidering going back and i oh. do agree with doug that if you're going to compete in a competition you need to be a member of that sanctioning body david huff from oklahoma yeah, I, I echo what my fellow correspondents have said. I think Emily is the right person for that job. Marketing and advertising background. The number one thing I learned when I went to the University of Tulsa, marketing, I don't remember a lot, too much partying, but I can tell you that they taught you, you have to know your customer. You have to know your audience. And I think Emily's going to get that. She's going to want to be in tune with the competition teams, the, the general public. I, I think their biggest issue I've been a barbecue guy all my life. I've been into barbecue. I've been interested. I've enjoyed cooking in the backyard. If the mission is to share, you know, the passion of barbecue, I didn't even hear about KCBS until I entered my first contest. And maybe that's not a big deal, but I think that that's a whole market out there of just the backyard cook. I think that segment is growing, and I think competition is dying. And if they really want to continue with, you know, spreading barbecue, they need to address that whole part of the segment, the backyard cook, um, I'm not saying to ignore the competition teams, but you know, understand your audience, understand where the potential is and, and address it. And I think Emily will do a good job. I agree with a lot of what you, what all you guys have said. My, my take on it is there's, there seems to be a lot of backbiting and infighting among that, the governing body of, of the KCBS. Uh, people are elected office, then all of a sudden they resign. They don't fulfill their, you know, three-year, whatever it is. Uh, some of them do, some of them don't. The 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 competition thing is, and the membership thing, I think, go hand in hand. And, Doug, I agree with you. I don't know why you can cook a, a, a KCBS-sanctioned event and not be a member. Um, I, think, I think being a member, you, I think you have to be a member first. 
I mean a full-fledged member, not a member for a day. You got to because it's only what forty-five dollars a year. It's not, it's not an expensive endeavor to be a member of the KCBS. But I think what they what I would like to see them do is David. You know, and John and and Doug, when we go on YouTube and we watch barbecue videos and we we listen to barbecue podcasts and we listen and we watch, we listen, watch. The one thing that's missing to me is a KCBS sponsored show, a KCBS sponsored YouTube channel. And if I, if it's out there, I've missed it. I think what, what KCBS should do and maybe, maybe look at is splitting, taking the KCBS and splitting it in two. And you have one side is competition and it's um, uh, office collections, billing, and that sort of thing. And then and take the take the competition separate and give them give all the competitors, people that want to compete, as much um, time, energy, information as you can. And 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 keep it with them because the guy out here cooking on a big green egg on the weekends. He could care less. You see what I'm saying? He doesn't care about competition barbecue. Doesn't interest him one bit. And then what I say is take KCBS on the other side and be more user-friendly to the backyard cook, to people that don't want to compete but are striving and want information. Why can't KCBS, and I'll throw this out as the next question, can KCBS be an information, barbecue information, technical information, cooking? Can it be a, a an avenue to the backyard cooker, John Solberg? I, I don't believe it can. I mean, the market is saturated with that now. I mean, so it's not their focus. It's It's different. It's two totally different genres. We all would agree that competition barbecue is nothing like the backyard. Right. So you're talking about building something from the ground up for them. It's something that's, I would say it's not in their wheelhouse. David, what do you think about that? It might be difficult, but it might be what they need to adapt to to survive. If competition continues to shrink and go down as the expenses go up, I think cooks become, I mean, if you're, if you're a barbecue cook, and you've got YouTube and a way to get your sauces and promote things in other markets. Why do you need to go out and cook competitions? Um, why do you need to pay a membership to be in KCBS? They need to do something to boost their membership. As a backyard cook, what, what do I have to get a membership into KCBS? I get the bullshit every once in a while, and what else do I get out of it? If you give me something like what you're talking about, Steve, give me access to you know, KCBS-sponsored cooks that are share their secrets, almost like the master class, or give me access to information that you've acquired over the years, um, maybe even, um, I don't know, about voting in the Barbecue Hall of Fame, or, I mean, give me something that my membership gives me that's a value, rather than, hey, if you want to compete in this contest, you got to buy a membership for a year, like Doug said, that's a great idea too, but give me something in return for... Maybe it's not a lot of money, but it's money. Give me something in return as the backyard guy. Well, that's what they would have to do. They would have to have some sort of a 
uh, value-added reason for you to join. Doug, can you can you see them splitting off and splitting up? You know, I, yeah, actually, I, I don't think that, you know, maybe they need to do it internally, um, and, and maybe it is, that – uh, where the, you've got the judges on one side and then, you know, the contestant uh, competition type members on, on the other because it's really two competing type uh, uh, agendas. Um, when I looked at the, you know, the 990, I was surprised that the membership dues are actually the third uh, largest revenue stream. The largest reve revenue stream is the barbecue, barbecue competition fees. I thought they had so many judges that, that it would be reversed. And the second largest, to your point, in terms of your question, is the newsletter printing is the second largest re uh, money re uh, revenue category. And if they can, you know, they've got a lot of this, this newsletter material, maybe they could have an online or digital format, YouTube format, et cetera, to, to start doing more informational type, type things uh, with, with the newsletter and, and maybe, you know, kind of transition to that. Although the profitability on the newsletter is very, very, very high, but um, I think the judges far outnumber what they have, like twenty thousand judges or something like that. I think that far outnumbers the the number of competitors. They need to get some state competition to do it right, and they need to partner up with, with some organization if they don't, you know, take them over. Because so, basically, a lot of the competitors are going that way, in my opinion. Well, I think I, I don't think they can stop. The I don't think it's their fault that. Let me back up. Number one, I don't think they could continue the growth that they had during the barbecue pitmaster phenomenon that that fueled the fire for people like myself that got me interested in barbecue. I'm one of the few, I think, that stayed with it. A lot of people have dropped out, dropped away from it. You know, I've chose to stay stay with them and to compete as often as I can. But why not? Why not have a a a forum? And and I'm not talking about, you, you know, David you and John. You, John, you said that you know it's already the market's already saturated. Well, it, it may be saturated, but there's people coming into it all the time. They're entering it because I know I want to see fresh faces. I want to see new ideas, like like the the pizza thing that I've come across. That's a that's a new idea that I'm interested in. And then you got a guy like Matt Frampton, who's a barbecue guy, and he's doing that. That interests me. Why not have Why not have online classes from KCBS? Uh, you know, and they were on. And what I saw this week, I'm sure you guys got it on email as well, is they were offering a fifty dollar off coupon to their. There's one of these master class circuits going on out there. Did you guys see that the fifty dollar off thing? Yes. Yeah, I saw it. Okay, that's you know, throw me a bone. I know, but um, at least that's something that I haven't seen in a long, long time from them. I think if you take a, a group of people, and I'm not talking about the the competition guys. They're great. They're fantastic at what they do. They're they're great cooks, whether they're in the backyard or or if they're in a trailer. But but you know, Joe Schmo over here in um, Little Rock, Arkansas, he, with his big green egg, he doesn't want to cook a pork butt in 45 minutes. You know, he doesn't want to whittle his pork butt down to 4.1 pounds exactly and get it knocked out in an hour. He, he wants to cook a 15, 10, 15-pound 15 pork butt, and he wants to take it all day, and he wants to make it the best pork butt that he can.
And so, David, why not why not take why not take a a person like yourself that is vested in the video, Doug? You do great videos. Somebody like yourselves that are members, why can't KCBS use you guys and have a, a YouTube channel or distribute information to the members and try? I think I think they're missing an untapped source of membership, and I think that's the backyard, the backyard cooker. David, what do you what do you, don't you don't you what do you think about going after that market? Yeah, let let John comment. I want to hear what he has to say. That's okay, because okay. there's no market there doesn't exist. What, what's the revenue stream for KCBS? And what does making pizza have to do with propagating the legacy of barbecue? Not much. There's no, I don't see a revenue stream. You're comparing apples to cinder blocks. They're not the same. It's two totally different business models, isn't it? No, how, I, don't, how does, I don't think so. I think, I think if you gave a person a reason to join an organization, if you could t contact them and say, John Solberg, you you like to build pits. We've got a uh, we've got a uh, a pit building video. We've got experts on staff. We like to share ideas. We want you to be a member to be part of it. And uh, I think that I believe that there's a market for that. Not not pit build. I'm just using you as the example. But I think there's a group of people out there that don't know about it, and would spend the forty five dollars a year at least once to try to find to try to find expertise in what they're doing. David, what do you think? So potentially, I, I think their biggest, their biggest opportunity is with the general public at the contests. When they have contests, they've got cooks that are tucked away, trying to meet tight timeframes. They're cooking to a very specific way of of doing the protein it's taking a lot of creativity out i mean there's tenderness and there's different flavor profiles but you know most people are turning in baby backs or spares most people are turning in chicken thighs it, it's very limited to creativity in the general public i mean barbecue pit masters why did that grow popularity of barbecue so much it gave you more of a behind the scenes look at what actually goes on with these people at competitions if the public was more open to that, I mean, people may even buy tickets to go to a competition if there was something more for them to do than walk around, look at the pits, not really get to see any of the cooking that's going on. And I know the ones that I've been to, the only barbecue they can get other than standing in line for hours for taster kits is, you know, a paid barbecue joint, uh, you know, like a concession stand. I think if they would engage the public more and make people say, man, $45 to give me access to more of this information, I don't know. Maybe it would work. I, I don't know the answers. I think it's they, – they face a lot of challenges. Well, like, I, know, like I, know, I know the old saying is you don't create a market. You have to serve a market. But, Doug, what what do you think about them going after a different group? And, you know, we always get back to competitions when we talk about KCBS – We'll talk about backyard, backyard, and then boom, like David just did. The problem with the competitions. We always go to competitions. And they can, Doug, I think they can be so much more than just a competition sanctioning body. They either need to they either need to get do that and nothing else, or they need to split off, I think, and do do that separately, but but go after another market, Doug. Well, I I, I, I mean I hear you, but when I looked at looked at the revenue. Comp, comp fees are their number one, a third of their total revenue is from comp fees. 
And, you know, if, if you add in the probably the membership dues, which is made up of judges and comp fees, that's kind of related and the same. And then they've got the newsletter. I mean, you total up uh, all of those and it's about 80 percent of all their revenue. So they're really, you know, focused on on that. Um, I would like to 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 uh, go on David's point. I was at uh, Bozeman, Montana this weekend, and this was a KCBS event. It's called the Pitmaster Classic Classic and shout out to a. Uh, uh, Montana Outlaw for having a hat trick and, and getting a third uh, year grand championship at that at that event. Um, but anyway, on Friday night, the uh, and I'm not sure if KCBS profited in this or not, but they uh, the the event sold chips that you could buy food from the teams from four to eight on Friday night, and you could you know buy food from them that they were serving. You could you could partake in it or you could not. And so they actually, the, the teams actually got some money back from mm -hmm. that. Um, it was split with the uh, the event and, you know, it was a, a fundraiser type thing. But that might be something where, you know, it, it alleviates some of the cost. It has, it's a little bit of a competition because the, you know, the team that got the most money or the most chips, you know, got, a, yeah. got an award and things like that. So this could be a, a, an additional money revenue generation. Well, it sounds a lot better than just a, a people's choice. Oh, absolutely. Because it, to David's blood. point, the public was involved. We had thousand, you know, a, a thousand or two people. We we served over two thousand samples that night, and we were just giving small bites. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, the other the other teams were giving slide. You know, the teams were actually giving sliders and and things like that. So it was packed wall to wall. That's one of the things that drives drives me nuts about the American Royal Sunday, the day of the Open, when there's four hundred to six hundred teams. It's a ghost town. There's no public at all. Are they not allowed in? No, they're allowed in. There's just nothing for them to do. Yeah, there's no value for them to show up. Oh, it, 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 it's dead. It's no energy at all. Hmm. Strange. Yeah. I wonder why they do that. Hey, hold that thought. We're going to take a real quick break. We're going to do a, get yourself a, a refresh on the liquid. Let me find my cursor here. And we are going to do this just real quick. There it is. Hang on just a second. Take your time, Steve. We're here for you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> this part of the show brought to you by Barbecue Guru. Let me take a few minutes about talk about the longest sponsor of the show. Located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the Barbecue Guru. Gang, if you've been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices for your cookers, then stop here. That is the company that started it all. They are the creators of this technology. Why would you buy one from any other company? Not familiar with how these little things work. I'm not going to go into the minute details, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature, and once set, it keeps running at the same temperature all the way through the cook. Does that sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. It's available today, and it is called the Barbecue Guru. In the market for a cooker, look no further than the Barbecue Guru Monolith. It's a ceramic unit. It has a built-in power draft fan, so you can hook up your current Barbecue Guru controller, and away you go. Do yourself a favor. Head over to thebarbecueguru.com and check out their great products. And folks, I can personally attest they have the greatest customer service that you could ask for. Also, are you signed up for the Smoking with Smithfield 
Barbecue Championship. Registration's free, so sign up today. It's smokingwithsmithfield.com for all of the details. And we're going to get right back with the embedded correspondence here. Let me find the right button here. There it goes. And just like magic, there they are. David Huff from Oklahoma. Doug Shiding from Texas. John Solberg from Michigan. All right, fellas. We've, we've, um, we've solved the barbecue KCBS dilemma. I think we did it in fine fashion. John Solberg, let's move on to the next subject. I want you to start us off. Podcasts and or barbecue videos and or barbecue celebrities that you listen to. Who are your go-to guys? Uh, barbecue podcasts. Uh, my go-tos are the Grilling Guys. They're a vocal radio-affiliated podcast up here in the Great Lakes State. Uh, Cooking with Fire, Josh Carey and Chef Tom Jackson. That's uh, another podcast that I go after. And the Barbecue Nation with Jeff Tracy. Uh, all of those are radio-affiliated podcasts that I tend to enjoy the most. Now, they on um, terrestrial radio? They are as well, but then they're they're podcasted as well. So, and you've got um, all three of those up in up in Michigan. It's it's on the internet. You can get it anywhere, Steve. It comes on computers now. <laughs> just just <laughs> the internet. That old thing. That old thing. That dot com. HTTP little little dash little dash www. <laughs> Yeah. Well, 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 um, John, what about, um, who about, about video guys, YouTubers, um, things the, like that. I like videos that do things unique. So I tend to gravitate toward Kanger and barbecue food for you. Uh, white thunder is another good one for, cause unique stuff. I enjoy seeing something different and, uh, my third go-to, and I don't, I don't watch it regularly, but I look it up. Is I'll, I'll go to Malcolm Reed, and yeah. find something if I want to see it. Um, it's kind of like the research project. If you're going to do a project, go look it up. Malcolm's probably got it. So, but th those are my choices. I go for the uniqueness of. I don't want to see the same. I don't need to see another set of baby back ribs. I just. It's not my, I, I got, I can do baby back ribs. Yeah, so I like that unique stuff. You know, it's amazing. All the YouTube, all the YouTube people out there, every time you watch them, um, a lot of them will say, I'm going to do ribs the way Malcolm Reed did it on his video last week. They, they just, they just keep redoing everything that Malcolm Reed does. They redo it just like Malcolm did it. Doug Shining, who are your go-to guys? Well, other than uh, our show that uh, we participate in, it's not too many. Um, I, I listened to the 52 weeks of barbecue when uh, the local San Antonio Express food writers were going to, to different barbecue joints. When Stover was on the best barbecue show, I actually uh, used to listen to that some. Um, Tales of the Pit, you know, uh, infrequently when that was on. And then uh, Bullhorn Barbecue, or uh, I think it's renamed as So Smoking Gooder Show by Rob Arocha. Um, occasionally I'll, I'll listen to those. So um, actually I listen to other podcasts a, a lot more. Do you want to hear the other podcast or that's later? I can't wait. Go oh, ahead. Okay, go ahead and go now. 
Yeah. Believe it or not, I actually had a podcast called Biz Broker Talk. It was for 13 episodes and people that do podcasts on a weekly basis, um, I'm always impressed with because that was kind of a pain in the butt. And I actually, uh, it was you know dragging on as well. But in terms of uh, uh, podcasts that I listen to, um, I listen to the more series um, other than like Bon Appetit and you know Alton Browncast. I listen to Alton Browncast religiously when uh, when they were actually put, posting things uh, regularly. But I listen to things like Serial, you know, where Adnan was uh, you know the murderer, you know, and uh, kind of a journalistic investigation. They tried to get him a new trial, and then it was overturned in Maryland. Uh, another one that's uh, very similar to that and related is called Shit Town, and the main character is called John. That's actually a very good one. And then there's another one called Dr. Death. So, like, when we're on long uh, long trips, you know, we're, where we're driving across Texas or, you know, going somewhere six, eight hours, we'll listen to those series um, on podcast, my wife and I. So, David Huff, I know you've got a, you've got quite a selection. Yeah, um, when it comes to podcasts, this is really the only barbecue-related podcast that I listen to. I just prefer to see a lot of things on YouTube because I like to see the food. I like to see the visuals. Um, and Greg's really the only one that gets you know the guests for audio and, and education. So I, I don't listen to a lot of other podcasts. As far as YouTube goes with barbecue, um, All Things Barbecue with Chef Tom um it's out of wichita kansas and he he does a great job i think the key to good youtube is to balance education and entertaining you can get carried away with trying to make people laugh and have fun and lose the focus of cooking good food you can also cook food in a really good way but you can be fairly boring and i think you know people like sam the cooking guy and malcolm reed do a good job with that i think all things barbecue and chef tom does a good job as well uh, Pitmaster X is another guy that I listen to. And a little hard to understand. He has a real thick, I can't tell if it's New Zealand or Australian accent. But, John, you mentioned you want to see guys cooking, you know, big prime rib racks in, in butter or something different other than just another rack of rib or a burger. That's one of the things I'm trying to get on involved in with my YouTube channel. Um, I'm planning for my next video to do a a smoked filet, I'm going to smoke it until it gets just about where I want it, pound it thin, and then chicken fry it and see how, how that turns out. Ooh, Something just unique and different. Um, and then as far as uh, other other topics, Doug, you, you nailed a lot of the ones that I listen to. Um, this American Life is a company that does S-Town and Serial. I listen to anything that they put out. Um, Wondry is the one who does Dr. Death. and he, There's actually a new one over my dead body by Wondry, and the story is about a really bizarre actual story that happened with the guy in Oklahoma who owned a wild animal farm and he was rivals with somebody who was basically trying to save the wild animals and thought that he was bad with it and he ran for I think it was governor of Oklahoma or mayor or something and lost and then was indicted for murder for hire to try to kill his rival. It is just about as bizarre a story as you can get. Uh, I just like that true crime stuff. And then, of course, during football season, I have a lot of fantasy football podcasts I listen to, uh, the football guys and <laughs> fantasy footballers. And then a cigar-related one is called <laughs> it's called the Ash Holes, um, yeah. and it's it's fairly entertaining as well. So, so the, so you and Doug are into true crime. John, are you are you in any of the the true crime the uh... The murder mystery sort of things? 
No. Ain't oh. nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would not I do a lot of driving in my car. Traveling yeah, when you you're know, driving. I guess. Yeah, I, when you're driving, it's perfect. I guess it's I a understand. Li- I guess it's a but, lifestyle difference because I don't. I'm in the car literally seven minutes a day, and that's it. I live three miles it, from work. In defense of myself, I produce a weekly podcast, which I have to review Barbecue Central shows. The majority of my podcast time is listening to past episodes of the Barbecue Central show. So all of my windshield time is reviewing shows to pull my own podcast. So that's that's pretty much what occupies most of my podcasting time. Well, my favorite, and, and I'm not just saying that because, John, you're here, but I, I really enjoy the, the best 10 minutes of the Barbecue Central show. That's my number one go-to. When I'm mowing grass, I get my phone that has the internet on it, and I know how to use it, believe it or not. <laughs> and I can I listen to you guys, and the ones you pull off of there, they're always funny, they're, and they're always relative, and um, they're, they are so entertaining. That's when you're mowing grass or doing yard work and you're listening to the radio. That's what you want to be is entertained. And that, that's really the only radio podcast I will listen to. I will scroll through and and I'm 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 kind of a podcast snob in this in the fact, fellas, that you know, if I see somebody that's interviewing Daniel Vaughn, I'll stop and listen to him because I don't want to hear particularly them, but I do want to hear Daniel Vaughn or or uh, David Jess Pryles. If she I listened to one with her on there the other day. And um it was funny. She said she was telling a story about there somebody was asking, I forgot who it was, and he was asking her about the food business. And she said that she's disappointed that, let's see, how did she put it? That the food business was, was so over the top promoting or glorifying food or making it such an entertainment thing that the food business has become. And I'm thinking that's what you do. Mm -hmm. And that's your whole reason for existence is entertaining with food. So you, you get a lot of that when you hear these podcasts. But my favorite thing is to listen and watch on YouTube or Facebook or whatever are these these small local uh, video pod podcasts uh, like the one I do on Wednesdays. Uh, I like to watch the guys from the Atlanta Barbecue Store. They do one on um, Sundays and Monday nights. Theirs is really good. Um, they they've always got some information. They're a little heavy on the competition side but they're very interesting and of course uh as far as my go-to guy i'm like you john malcolm reed if i want to know how it's done i don't even consider going anywhere else except malcolm reed and i I guess that's probably everybody uh, on our panel at once in your life i know you've gone to malcolm reed to see how he does it and and there's there's one more i want to tell you all about this because i want you all to watch this guy it's called it's called just Piddlin. It's called the Just Piddlin Barbecue Show. It's on Wednesday nights. I think he starts at 8. But he's also got a show on Saturday mornings at 7 that he does live. This guy's name is Sandy Smith. He's, he's a former Marine. He's a former football coach. And he teaches school now. And this guy can cook. Now, he's, he's not a He's not a turkey. He he knows his way. He's a big Traeger guy, Doug. He knows you. He does. Yes, he knows you. You're one of his heroes. Okay. You you have been Thank in you. the same room with him at some event, and um, he thinks the world of you. And he loves he loves Traeger. 
But this guy, Sandy Smith of Just Piddling, and do yourself a favor. If you get up early Sunday, you don't have anything to do, click on YouTube, go to Just Piddling. He, this guy bears his soul on his video broadcast. He'll talk about food a little bit, but he'll talk about his life. He'll talk about his, his profession. He's, uh, he's kind of uh, in a spot now where he, he wants, he's teaching. He's not really enjoying it anymore because he's not coaching. And he's wanting to get into the barbecue business of, of repping or whatever. But it's one of those things that you watch it for a little bit and you think, well, this isn't very entertaining. But then he'll start talking. And then you say, you know what? I know a guy like that you know, down the street. Or he's thinking the same thing that I'm thinking. And it's those little shows like that. They're almost, it's almost like the little AM call-in talk shows on Sunday mornings. Write, write it down. Just Piddling. He's on Saturday, Wednesday nights at 8 Eastern Standard. And then he's on live at 7 o'clock. Uh, and he does it from his pool. It's real cool. And on his YouTube channel, he'll post, he'll post uh, videos. He'll do, he'll do cooks. And he's pretty talented. And he did the other day. He did some frog legs, David and John. If you're thinking you want something different, this guy does a lot of different stuff. But those are the kind of things that I like to listen to. It's not the not the slick produced uh, podcast that you see all the time. It's these little guys in these little communities that that literally have a camera, they've got a, a laptop, and they've got access to YouTube. And they say, "Let's have a show," and they become guys like like T Roy, who's one of the most popular guys out there. Um, you know, he's he's very entertaining to me as well. T. Roy Cooks, he's a hoot. David, did you ever see the video I told you about where the guy Yeah, did a I know that we kind of, yeah, we kind of joked at T. Roy. The first time you see him, he's hard to take because he just seems so good old boy. And, you know, most of his videos he's showing you are the first time he's ever tried it. Yeah. You know, I just can't, I can't do that. I got to know that what I'm showing people is going to work out. But after watching him a while, he puts out some pretty good stuff. And he, and he does a good job of being on the line of entertaining as well as educational. And he does a live, he does a live uh, broadcast as well, too, sometimes. Yeah. And those are, you know, you know, once you get past the, you know, he, he welcomes everybody that, that's on there. And I think that's kind of boring. But um, he, he, he's, got a, he's got a great following, and, and I enjoy watching him. So that's kind of things that I enjoy. All right, well, the last thing, and I'm going to pop this on you guys. David? When was the first time you heard about Greg Rempe and the Barbecue Central show? Um, so that would have been right after the first time that I went to a competition. And this is a good chance for me to tell you, Steve, I love the story that you introed the show with. Because I would not be sitting here with you fine gentlemen today if that exact same thing had not happened to me. Um, started a barbecue my very first competition with the pellet smoker, some guys came over and gave me a hard time because you shouldn't be cooking on it if you didn't build it or, you know, you don't need electricity. And these these two guys pulled me aside and said, hey, man, it's just about cooking. You have fun. Come on over. We'll share information with you. And they just, uh, that camaraderie is what got me started. And once I started that, I started looking into how do I learn more about barbecue competition, et cetera. And that's what led me to the Barbecue Central show. And it was actually the guys that showed me the ropes became good friends. 
they won a couple of grand um, grand champions back to back. And uh, I called and asked Greg, I sent him an email and asked him if he wanted to have them on the show for an interview. And it wasn't too long after that that he asked me if I wanted to be the Oklahoma correspondent. So kind of all tied together. John, how did you how did you hear about Greg and how did you meet him? Because you're you're probably his closest his uh, closest confidant as far as in well, business. You know, that's you know, in we business. work together regularly and I, I wish I could tell you it was like, you know, Kennedy in the grassy knoll or landed on the moon, but I can't quite pin it down to those things. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing it was probably around 2013 when I first found the show and, uh, then really started getting into it in 2014 ish. And just, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff there. You, you, you can't listen to a barbecue central show and not learn something. If you're not learning something in two hours, you're not paying attention. The amount of information I've gotten from the barbecue central show on cooking and barbecue is phenomenal. So it just kind of, you know, we started to get into it. What went through and watched all the outdoor cooking channel archives. So I could see the video and just kind of has grown up over the years. So now, John, but, but the exact day don't know. I think, I think I heard you the first time you were ever on his show. You did a segment on making charcoal, didn't you? I did. I I, uh, I remember that. I made uh, lump charcoal and yeah. put it on my Instagram, and and Greg saw that and reached out and uh, asked me to come on the show and talk about that. And then from there, how did y'all? How did you hook up? As, you know, now you're producing the ten, the ten best minutes of the Barbecue Central show. How did y'all hook the, up the, on that? The best moments of the Barbecue Central show in ten minutes or less. Okay. Which airs each Friday, by the way. I've got to stay. Um, <laughs> he's listen. He's an avid listener. It's it's very hard to say. I will say that title is very hard to say. Yes, it is. Um, I don't really know how it developed. I I always gave Greg feedback as a listener. You know, a constructor. Or, you know, I sent him an email and say what I like, what I didn't like. You know, in a positive way. Um, I had been involved in podcasting. You know. Back in 2011, it, it wasn't successful. I had the gear. I had the interest in recording. So just over time, it just developed. And Greg said, hey, I got this idea. I've always wanted to do it. He actually had some samples. And he said, you want to take this on? I said, yeah, I'd love to. I mean, it's like, I, I feel like Ansel Adams. And if you don't know who Ansel Adams is, he's one of the greatest landscape photographers of all time. And while he was a great photographer, it was beautiful scenery. You can't really screw it up. So my job is easy. I have the best scenery in the world. I just have a hard time picking ten minutes out. So I got the greatest gig in all of barbecue. Doug, how did you how did you get hooked up with Greg? Well, um, I, let me. I, I'm remiss if I don't uh, give John a, a shout out on the podcast. If I miss the the Tuesday show. I actually download yours first on the weekend, John, and listen to that first because the the twenty seconds, thank and you, the twenty minutes. So I, I do love that. And uh, what are you on uh, episode eighty six or eighty eighty eight now, or what's coming out this week? Oh, I, I actually, my brain is working on ninety. Okay, okay, so ninety. I'll, I'll bring so. that up for you. But okay, yeah, all right. we're at eighty. On YouTube, I only watch two YouTubes. I watch Sam the Cooking Guy pretty religiously. I don't like watching videos on my computer. My computer is a work device and, and I don't like mixing the, the, you know, the pleasure and passionate barbecue with my work device. And uh, so I watch it on, on my phone and then Huff Daddy Barbecue. Shout out to David on that. Those are the only two 
that I that I listen to. You don't you um, don't watch Malcolm? The checks in the mail, Doug. Thank you. You don't no, watch Malcolm do. Reed? No. I listen to Malcolm. Okay, so going back to your original question in terms of how I got hooked up with uh, with uh, Greg, my first competition was in in uh, September of '09, and uh, so I'm I'm the kind of guy. It was in the summer, and we had probably a couple two three months to to lead up to it. So you know, being the engineer, I like to research and do a lot of things. So at that time, there were hardly any podcasts. So when I started, you know, googling and researching podcasts. There were a couple that I listened to, and then I got on with Greg, and so it's you know kind of his metal music, and you know the uh, the uh, what was his name, the guitar guy, and you know the different things. So then I I latched onto, and I think I've got several of the roundtables from two thousand and eight with Fast Eddie Morin and stuff like that. So I listened to those, and I listened to those three and four times, um, uh, each one of them. Because I was researching in terms of how to do each of the different competition meets. And so to me, that actually took me from zero to 55 miles an hour um, by just listening to those and then using some of those techniques in my, in my cooking. And then in our first competition in September of 09, a partner and I, uh, Clint and I, we, uh, we actually wound up getting second in brisket, uh, excuse me, second in ribs, got a belt buckle, and third in brisket got a belt buckle, and we finished third overall, beat all three barbecue teams, and there were like 60 teams at that event. So we were hooked at that point. And so I just started delving in, and the Barbecue Central show was my main source of research, in addition to books like Adam Perry Lang and and some of those, you know, the barbecue Bibles and and things like that. But uh, from a podcast standpoint, that's when I started learning about about barbecue is really delving into the show. You know, Greg, I was the same, David. I was a lot like you after I started competing. I started looking around the internet when I got when I figured out how to use it, and um, I was uh, looking at the uh, looking at the different things, googling this that, and and um, I was looking for a, uh, a a radio. I was looking for a radio station actually that had a, a barbecue show on it, and of course I googled barbecue radio, and Greg's show was called the Barbecue Central Radio Show back then. And it popped up. And then I, I sat there and, and I was listening, waiting for it to come on, and um, and the, the, you know the the way he's got that, the when he comes on the show, it, you know it doesn't come on. I'm thinking, well, when's this guy going to come on? When's this guy going to come on? And then all of a sudden, he pops in there and he starts talking, and I'm and I'm watching this and I'm and I'm thinking it's going to be like something I put together, you know, rickety, rickety at best, entertaining at worst, and. Um, I could not believe the quality of the show he did when I started watching five years ago. And, and I mean it, folks. Greg, he, he, he worries. He, he wrings his hands over this show. And to bring you and me, Doug, John, and David, and everybody that watches and, and or listens to him, the best product, the best produced product that you could possibly have. And, I, and I'll say this, fellas. And I think y'all will agree with me. There's nobody else out there, nobody, that that puts on a presentation the way Greg Rempe does. And I wrote him an email, David. I'm like you. I sent him an email saying, you know, I just you know after I watched it two or three weeks, I said, I said you are really good at this. And uh, I just wanted to say I appreciate your professionalism. And um, he emailed me back and thanked me. And uh, from that very day, we've always been, we always had a. Um, a back and forth. I'm like you, Doug. I would or John. 
I'd write him a little email said, Hey, that was good. You know, and, um, you know, that was a really good segment, you know, good job. And it just became this, uh, you know, online friendship. I, f I feel kind of like that linebacker for Notre Dame that had the online girlfriend. Remember, remember him a couple years ago <laughs> <laughs> that he never really met yeah, the imaginary. Yeah. One. He never. Yeah. The, well, no, she wasn't imaginary. Right. She was just online. And um, he never really met her, but it was his girlfriend. So, you know, I feel like, Greg, I could do it about you guys. You're my buddies. And, Doug, you're, only, you're the only one I've ever met in person. But um, what Greg does for, for us and for people at home is, is absolutely phenomenal. And uh, if you appreciate a well-produced show, not like I'm doing this one, but the way Greg does it week after week <laughs> after week, drop him an email and tell him that you appreciate it. And if you have a suggestion, he'll take it. And uh, but if you got a kudos, he'll take that too. Fellas, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. I appreciate the energy, and I sure appreciate the opinions. And uh, maybe we'll get that KCBS thing figured out before too long. And Steve, thanks so much for stepping in. You're filling pretty big yes. shoes, and you're doing a fantastic job. So well, you know, for you, Steve. Well, I appreciate that. John Solberg from Michigan, Doug Shotting from Texas. And David Huff from the great state of Oklahoma, the embedded correspondence. Ooh, just like that. Isn't that cool? Greg is the one that showed me how this thing worked, matter of fact. And I just think it is so cool. All right, let's do this. We've got to read some ads real quick. And these are important because these are the guys that make all of this possible. We're going to do it right now. Let me get to my music selection real quick. Should have had this queued up, but that's okay. Southside Market and Barbecue, business to consumer. Attention, anyone who loves sausage and barbecue. Established in 1882. Yeah, they've been around a while. Southside is the oldest barbecue joint in Texas and has been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. They ship their products nationwide via their online store, southsidemarket.com. Go there and order and use the Barbecue Central code to get 10% off. That's BBQ Central. BBQ Central for 10% off your entire order. That's the Southside Market and Barbecue. And if you're a retailer you can, or a, a person that sells stuff at your store, you can call them and they'll package their product with your labels on it so you can get it shipped in. And I could say, like at Al's Nest Barbecue, I could say, yes, this is Al's Nest Barbecue Sausage, and you could sell it to people, and that would be a great thing to do. Also, a portion of the show brought to you by Veterans Q. They currently have two sauces, original and sweet heat, and two rubs, chicken and pork beef, all on the market right now. And all the products are great. Greg has them in his possession. He has tasted them. And also, 100% of the profits are donated to credible veteran organizations, and you just can't beat that. Say you want to try Veterans Q, but you want 20% off, we got you covered. Barbecue 20. BBQ 20 is the code to use to get 20% off Veterans Q. Go to VeteransQ.com. Also, Green Mountain Grill is bringing you this part of the Barbecue Central Show. Stay with me, folks. These are important. Two lines to choose from, the Classic and the Prime lines. Both have similar sizes, the Jim Bowies and the Daniel Boone. But if you want to save a few, 
thin gilders, then the classic line is for you. Green Mountain Grills, one of the longest-running sponsors on the Barbecue Central Show. Green Mountain Grills, great pellet grill technology in every product that they make. No no internet sales. They all sell their products through a, a dealer network. Each dealer is trained in how to use Green Mountain Grills, and they can show you how to use yours too. And finally, the Smoke Sheet is a free re- weekly newsletter that keeps you in the know on everything happening in the barbecue world, including top news. Hang on. There we are. Including top news events, recipes, and more. It was started by Ryan Cooper, a.k.a. Barbecue Tourist, and Sean Ludwig, a.k.a. New York City Barbecue. And both of them travel around the country to find the best barbecue, and then they report on it. It's a free newsletter. The Smoke Sheet, a free weekly newsletter. You can sign up for the newsletter and see the full events on their barbecue calendar at Barbecue Newsletter. Dot com. Go sign up today. Barbecue Newsletter dot com. They have they, a great all-in-one resource covering the live fire industry. Folks, I appreciate you so much for joining us. Top of the hour, we had Matt Frampton from Hot Grill on Grill Action and the, one of the nation's renowned pizza chefs. And Matt gave us a ton of information on pizza, the pizza itself, the, um, the, uh, there it is, the pizza itself and the vessels that you use to cook it and the dough, how you make it, all kinds of good information from Matt Frampton. Go to his website, barbecuerevolution.com. In the second part of the first hour, we had the master of Q herself, Leanne Whippin, so gracious to join us and tell us about the Barbecue Brawl Flay versus Simon finale that she won, beating Susie Bullock, who is also a great competitor and a great TV personality in her own right. And we just finished up with the Embedded Correspondence, and that was a pretty cool conversation about KCBS, about our favorite podcast, our favorite video cast, and how we met our buddy Greg Rempe. Stay tuned next Tuesday right here on the Barbecue Central channel on YouTube and the Barbecue Channel, Barbecue Central channel on Facebook. Greg will be back with a vast array of guests for your viewing pleasure. Don't miss it. Thanks for watching the Barbecue Central show. And next Tuesday, we'll do it live one more time.